0: Hello, and welcome back to the Creative Productive Podcast with me, your host, Sarah Boyle, aka Stationery Magpie, a creativity and productivity mentor who wants to help you get back in control of your life so you can do the things you love that light you up. Today it's episode five, but stop, wait. Before I introduce this episode, I have a really big announcement. So, today, if you're listening on Go Live Day, which is Monday, the 10th of May, I've launched some brand new one-to-one mentoring services. So if you're listening, you'll have had a lovely email, if you're on my email list, to tell you all about these new mentoring packages and why I've introduced them. So I just want to take a little bit of time before we get started to tell you a little bit more about them. So there are two different services. The first package is called the Productivity Boost, and this is a 45-minute one-off call with 30 days of email support and accountability. So this call is focused on getting you back in control of your productivity and your time. So if you're struggling, if you feel like you're a bit out of control, you feel like you're kind of just fighting fires and you're not able to focus on more long-term stuff, you need to get back in control of your daily productivity. So in this call, we'll look at your lifestyle right now look at the time that you do have and how you use it, we'll look at where you want to be and then we'll look at strategies and habits and practices that you can implement so you can get back in control, start making progress with the things that matter and start having time so you can just make that better life happen. Getting in control of your productivity for me is the absolute first step to making any kind of progress. If you're in control of your time then you have a lot more energy, you have a lot more space to play with stuff and you have more focus to be able to make the big things happen. So if you want more accountability ongoing, then the project push is for you. So this is for those of you that have an exciting project in mind, maybe you've already started working on it, but you're struggling to keep up the momentum and you need some accountability and support. I can be there for three whole months with a series of three calls and ongoing support to get you making more significant, sustainable that is the keyword sustainable progress that's realistic for you. So I've been working on these two calls for a while and they're finally out there. I'm ready to take you on as clients if you're interested, so you can book an inquiry call from today. All you have to do is go have a look at the page where it talks a little bit more about the packages in detail. Have a look, have a think, get in touch using the inquiry form and we can arrange a clarity call. We'll just talk about what it is you need for mentoring, how I can help you, and if we feel like it's the right fit, then off we go. So I'm really excited. I hope that you're excited for me too. That sounds weird to say, but yes, I'm really excited about this. I'm really excited to get working with more people one-to-one. I've been doing some practice calls with people and they're making so much amazing progress. The difference that is showing from them getting back in control of their productivity is just amazing. Anyway, Let's get back to today's episode and it's a very exciting one. It's with Elizabeth Stiles who is a fashion brand consultant and self-belief guru. Elizabeth and I have followed each other for a good few years and last year I signed up to the self-belief sessions which she ran with Sophie French and it was easily one of the best decisions I've made. Most of my guests on this podcast have actually come via the self-belief sessions because it was just such a supportive community and having that community support behind you was just so valuable when I was launching a new service it really did help so I really wanted to get Elizabeth on to talk a little bit more about that power of self-belief and having that positive community support behind you so I'm not gonna gabble on for any longer gabble is that a word anyway without further ado let's enjoy the interview Hi Elizabeth, thanks so much for coming on the Creative Productive podcast. Um, Can you just tell the listeners a little bit more about what you do, who you are, what you love, etc?
1: Yeah, so I'm Elizabeth and I'm a fashion brand consultant. I have worked in fashion for about 14 years I keep having to add a year on like 2020 (laughs) just disappeared and now I'm like oh god it's 14 now um so I used to be a fashion buyer I studied fashion retail buying and then I so just skip past like eight or nine years of that (laughs) (laughs) and then I was a design manager for a supplier so it's very rare that people do like buying and supplying. Normally, mm. you sort of stick to one or the other. Yeah. And I jumped over. They call it the dark side, and <laughs> um, it was really nice to sort of see like the full three hundred and sixty of yeah. how a garment gets from a factory all the way around into the store. Yeah. And it was really good experience. But I, after like however many years, I think it was probably about twelve years by this point. I was just so bored. Um. <sighs> And I started selling notebooks, which yes. we were just talking about. That, yeah, like, that's, that's kind crossed yeah, over because
0: the stationery and yeah I vaguely remember those and and yeah then we started talking a little bit but yeah. yeah
1: so that was probably like four years ago now but I just wanted like a little creative project to that was nothing to do with fashion like yeah I'd grown up always knew I worked in fashion that was fine but just maybe something else as well yeah. <laughs> and um it was when I started selling them that I start. I, the way I describe it is almost like you know that bit in Wizard of Oz where she opens the door and there's this whole colorful world that you never know, knew anything about and I was yeah. like, oh my god like there's so many lovely people on here that you can chat to um not about fashion you know just like away <laughs> from work because I I think when it is your day-to-day work and you're not like loving your job mm. you do sort of crave it and then I started seeing people on Instagram, you know, making a living, and especially women living, making a living on their own. And I thought, oh my god, how could I do this? Like, could this be something that I could do? But what would I teach yeah. them, and what would I help them with? Um, thought about retraining. Long story short, I realised that I could actually just teach people all the things that I've learned over yes. twelve years of it that it was at the time. And so, yeah, I started reaching out to some small brands on Instagram, on Facebook, inside different groups and thought, you know, this is my experience. Does anyone want to have a chat Mm -hmm. with me in exchange for some buying me lunch in Camden? I don't want to get paid. I just, you know, I just want to talk to you and got loads of replies, realized that there was this sort of gap in the market for helping fashion brands. And so I left my job in 2018, and Woo. now help Woo. <laughs> I consult with fashion brands, independent well, independent fashion brands, really, on their mindset, manufacturing, and marketing. And it was it was like I wasn't bored of fashion. I, I mm. think it happens a lot. It was that I was bored of the way I was doing it yeah oh that's an yeah. interesting
0: way to look at it yeah. yeah often with the job as well it's like you don't have a lot of control over what you do and now you, yes you're doing it all yourself and you can choose exactly what you want to do which is so good
1: yeah so much better <laughs> yeah
0: so obviously yeah we kind of started following each other way back when and then well, it was basically the first time I kind of got the chance. I was supposed to work with you because obviously I'm not in a fashion kind of industry. But yeah. I was like loving watching what you were doing. And then was it like last? Yeah, last year you did yeah. you teamed up with Sophie French and you launched the Self Belief Sessions, which it's yes. probably one of the biggest and like I'm not I'm not exaggerating. Probably the best investment I've made for my business in oh, terms wow. of like the yeah. networking and the people that I found from it. And it was just such a lovely nourishing community so why did you decide to do it
1: yeah well funny story as everything (laughs) my the guy at the gym that I work with he's always like you've got a story about everything (laughs) (laughs) and it's so true like and when he pointed out I was like yeah I really do actually so the story of this is that I we were in lockdown and I released a podcast that was something like how to deal with anxiety or, or confidence tips. It was something mm-hmm. like that. And so, you, you know, you you will see that you see your podcast stats. And then the week that I released that one, it sort of like spiked loads. Yeah. And I was like, oh, something, <laughs> something's going on here. Maybe people are struggling with their confidence or like their belief in themselves and what they're doing. So I put it on my Instagram saying, "I've noticed there's this big spike. Are you all okay? Um, <laughs> because you all seem to need this podcast." And put one of those little question boxes yeah. in, saying, "Like, how are you feeling?" The responses from that were mind blowing. You know, <laughs> like I I want to give up. Uh, I don't believe that I'm worthy of running a business. I I can't do it anymore. I'm tired. All of this stuff. And I was reading these answers with like panic in my chest because I didn't know how to answer them on my own. I felt so Mm. out of my depth, like managing people's emotions, because Mm. obviously everything that I've done in the past is like, this is how you buy fabric. This is how you do this. (laughs) It was all very practical. And so all of a sudden I was on this whole nother level and I had invited it in. So I had to come up with a solution and so I messaged Sophie like a couple of the screenshots and said these are all the replies can you help me answer some of them because you are like you know trained and accredited to answer (laughs) them I just don't feel qualified to do that um, like I can give my two cents but yeah. <laughs> actually when it comes to people's emotions I want to take it seriously mm. so we did this live um, sort of answering the questions and the three categories that they fell into was fear of judgment fear of failure fear of success mm. like um, and so we sort of narrowed it down did the live did really well and people were like we want more so (laughs) we're like okay we'll do more we'll do more lives together because we love working together yeah and then did the lives more again and we're like (laughs) okay we need to make this like official because I think there's something very different to tuning into an IGTV for free whilst cooking your dinner versus a course where you're like sat down with a pen and paper and you're like engaged to doing the work so we were like okay let's do it that way yeah and so then we launched the self-belief sessions in I think it was June last year I think it
0: was around June yeah yeah
1: because that
0: was the time when I because I launched my membership group
1: from you that. did yeah. <laughs> and you sold it out because it's amazing I did,
0: yeah so I was like oh wow this is yeah it's powerful stuff isn't it the whole yeah. oh wow if you believe in yourself you can actually do things amazing. I know
1: and I was yeah. listening to a podcast with Ray Dodd and Kyra Matthews recently oh, yeah. and Ray said something that I will never forget she was just like when you're working for yourself it's imperative." I mean, I'm probably paraphrasing, but like (laughs) imperative that you have a basic understanding of how your brain works, because Mm. as we now know, that your brain leans towards this negative bias to try and keep you alive. And so you just automatically feel like, am I just a negative Nancy? Mm. Why, why can I see other people kind of like smashing through their stuff, but I keep holding myself back. And unless you have that basic understanding of how your brain works, it's so easy just to get stuck in beating yourself up every day. And it's like, no, everybody has it. It's just some people have the tools to learn how to deal with it.
0: Yeah, it's not something that some people... I think, well, some people might have that kind of like ridiculous self-belief, but I think it's something that people always have to keep working on and keep checking in with. It's like, yeah, I use journaling to kind of help me, you know, get to grips with like where those negative beliefs are coming from or like kind of tackle them. And I think it's never something that will fully go away. But when you have the tools to kind of fight back, that's when you can actually start, you know, believing in yourself and doing things and Mm -hmm, being successful at them. Yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting. I mean, obviously you're a woman Sophie's a woman, so it's kind of gonna to appeal to a woman, but it seemed to be like really resonating with women particularly. And there were like boyfriends, yeah. weren't there, that were telling their girlfriends to do I it. I know,
1: that was so fascinating. Like I just kept seeing in the DMs like I'm gonna do it, my boyfriend is either paying for me to do it or has like pushed me into signing up or is maybe just like they could because they're the probably the closest person to you. Mm and so they can see your potential and they maybe just get so frustrated that you can't (laughs) see it that they're like I'm just gonna make you do it you have to do this thing so you can realize your potential which is lovely um but you know equally it's like we we want to be able to sign up for ourselves but that's kind of like where you get to at the end yeah Um, not quite there yet so yeah it's really nice that it is people have these encouraging partners out there
0: yeah and I suppose as well it's like well you won't listen to me anymore maybe you'll listen to them <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: I can't tell you anymore like just you need to hear it from someone yeah, else yeah
0: or you need to figure out how to recognize your own potential and yeah yes
1: yourself.
0: 100% yeah it was just such a nice positive community and I just felt like everyone was so kind of proactive at like interacting with each other and I know that I made like so many lovely friends most of whom have been on the podcast already um so but yeah it was so kind of nurturing how do you think you kind of managed to make it or what what did you think made it so positive and wonderful I guess it's not easy always to create that kind of atmosphere
1: that's a good question um let me have a think I know Sophie and I, I've said this before on a podcast that we did together, Sophie and I don't make as much money on that course as anything else that we do alone, because obviously we split it in half to begin with. And also, like we were just saying, people's emotions really hold them back from signing up in order to deal with those emotions. It's so like Black Mirror vibes that it's (laughs) like you need it to bust your self-belief in order to sign up to the self-belief sessions and so it's always a little bit more challenging in the sign ups to get people to join because we don't want to overstep the mark Mm. to get people you know like to get people to join that uh, pinpoints their emotions that they don't feel comfortable with dealing with at that time so it's always really difficult finding the balance in promoting it so we just let people sign up that want to sign up, you know, yeah. and like kick back. And so we still do it because we absolutely love doing it. And <laughs> I, I I would say maybe that's why is that we buzz off of this stuff. Yeah. Like we are always like physically vibrating after we do every session. We'll always bring <laughs> each other after, being like, That was amazing, well done. And um so I think both of our purposes, you know, our why, mm. if you want to put it like that, is around. I mean, Sophie's was to do with her grandma and how her grandma was sort of like, um, coming to the end of her life. And she wanted, you know, she, she had realized the lack of potential that she had had and didn't want Sophie to live in the same way. Mm -hmm. And then mine was around, you know, not necessarily having any female money making role models growing up and sort of seeking that out and potentially being that person for somebody else to, sort of attached to you know like yeah. enjoying this community being like you can do it yeah. so we have very similar purposes but for slightly different reasons and mm-hmm. so it is so important to us on such like a deeper level that it's almost like we have to do the work yeah. like, <laughs> regardless of whether it made money you know I think we'd still do it so yeah Yeah, maybe maybe that's why I don't I don't know
0: yeah I think for me it just you just seem to have such you complement each other so well like you said you've kind of got slightly different purposes but they come together so well to deliver that program and I just think it's your kind of enthusiasm and you obviously enjoy doing it like it's interesting to hear that you don't make as much money off it but you just obviously enjoy it for the experience and kind of that connection with people as well
1: yeah definitely it's the it's the one course that I see or we see the biggest transformations in Mm. people you know people I've I've loved listening to other people on podcasts describing (laughs) it um you know you're just sort of like driving along in the car and they mention your name and you're like ah its like favorite, <laughs> even though you know them, you know it's, it's yeah. funny, it's a funny feeling that you still get that excitement of hearing how it's changed people's lives. you know mm. I hear that a lot, like it changed my life, it changed my business, it changed the way I look at everything, it's changed the way I view my relationships, and I'm like, oh my God, we have like <laughs> a little bit to do with that, that's amazing, so yeah, it's very rewarding, um, yeah to do it
0: yeah also there's like there's quite a nice mix as well because I suppose. For you, fashion is your main kind of area, and yeah. that has its own kind of specific, you know, things like you know, the manufacturing and all of that stuff. But I suppose it's quite nice because there's quite a range of people, like creative people, that go on the self belief sessions. Do you quite enjoy yeah. having that mix?
1: Yes, definitely. Well, Sophie recently told me to do my human design. Have you ever done it? What's that? No, what's that? It's, it's like <laughs> you have to fill in what your name is, where you were born, at what time and when or something. Mm. And so you only have to fill in like five questions and then it comes up automatically what your human design is. And mine is a manifesting generator and Sophie's is a, a manifester, yeah. which apparently they work well together. So that's oh. good. <laughs> and um, manifesting generators which is what mine was like to have a lot of variation in the work that they're doing Uh. and I was like oh my god this is so true yes I do um so yes definitely like where I was really bored in work like you said you know you're just Mm. sort of always working to other people's briefs that you can Create that breadth and variety in the work that you do. And even though I say I'm a fashion brand consultant, which I am, I would say all the work that I do sits under the umbrella of a, a greater purpose that is helping creatives make money. Yeah, And so I think if anything falls under that umbrella, I'm all over it, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. this is.
0: I know. I remember thinking, like, because obviously you're doing all the fashion stuff, I was like, mm, I can't really work with her yet. Like, I'll just wait and see what she comes out with. And Yeah, you know, with I know some people fashion.
1: have said they've, they've thought about starting a fashion brand just to, you know, <laughs> because I've made it sound really fun. And I'm like, oh, my God, please don't do it for that reason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't know the work that goes into
1: that. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: You get a lot involved with a lot of creative people in lots of different areas. Do you think that self-belief is one of the biggest blocks to creative
1: expression yes (laughs) kind of a loaded question (laughs) yes but I didn't realize it sounds a bit cheesy Mm. I didn't realize how much confidence my mum had installed into me growing up because you just what you believe is true yeah to, to an extent you know like you just think oh um i'm trying to think of an example it's like if someone tells yeah go on um jason and christian my younger brothers came home from school one day laughing because their friends parents lived in the same house and so (laughs) our parents obviously like they've they've separated so we're all friends we all live in separate houses and so they what they believed to be true was that mum and dad live in different houses (laughs) And so they went to school being like, you'll never guess what, like James's mum and dad. <laughs> in <the same> <laughs> and so when you're growing up, what you believe to be true is true. You know, yeah. that, that is the way you see things. And so I didn't realise how much a lack of self-belief could have on your mm. creativity until you start seeing it. And I joined this like female networking group Um, when I first started and it actually made me feel worse because it was so heavy with emotions Mm. I was thinking oh I don't actually feel like this so I think I I might leave because it's like giving me things to think about that I think I should be thinking about I don't know and I remember voice noting my mum being like I actually really appreciate um the level of confidence that you have instilled in me because I I do believe in myself and Mm. I didn't realize how much of a gift that was until you see other people who don't yeah
0: um
1: and so yeah it, it it's everything like working on your own I would say I want to say it's like 99% mindset and 1% skill, but, it, you know, th- that's ridiculous. Yeah. I'd say it's something like 80-20, the, the age-old yeah. rule of 80, <laughs> 20. Um, You know, if you believe it's possible, you only need to look at watching The Apprentice, you know? Mm. So they're, they're people with extreme self-belief, yeah. um, good for them. But you watch it and you think, I could do that. Yeah, But you're not doing it is because they regardless of whether they have the skill to do it or not they're doing it (laughs) (laughs) and so then you that that sort of creates a little bit of frustration in yourself because I should be doing that and I could Mm. be doing that but I'm not and I'm holding myself back and I don't know why and it it all sort of like ends up linking back to when you tried to sing in an assembly when you were eight (laughs) and everyone laughed at you and then like when you're 38 and you're trying to do something and you can't it's you don't realize it's it's sort of all ties back to that mm. um so yeah just really sort of breaking down any blocks that you had growing up yeah and understanding that oh that's why I feel like this is huge it, it sort of propels you so far just that basic level of understanding let alone actually then dealing with it
0: yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah, it can be quite an overwhelming thing to put yourself out there especially creatively And I think a lot of people worry about, you know, like judgment or people are going to say like, oh, it's too expensive or like you get those stupid messages from people like, well, I could make that for $50. Why are you charging, you know, small biz memes and things like that. But I think, yeah, having that kind of not necessarily rock solid, but really well-established kind of self-belief and in what you're doing is so valuable to kind of Feeling good about your work, I suppose, and kind of acknowledging the value in it as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, <laughs> it's your, so if we were to explain a little bit about that negative bias that we were mm. saying earlier, that your brain is always slightly to one side thinking this could kill you. Yeah. And so when you realize that, when things come up, like, you know, I'll, you shouldn't charge that or what will people think of you though those negative voices always speak first and speak the loudest Mm. but you when you realize you have the choice not to let them speak (laughs) first or or, you know they're they're still going to speak first and loudest but you know that yeah and then you can go back to it and then sort of like tip the balance back to the middle or you know heaven forbid more into like a positive (laughs) um and go okay that is trying to tell me that I'm putting myself in danger Mm. but we're in 2021 it's not actual danger it's not like lions and the bears from the caveman (laughs) (laughs) that your brain hasn't really evolved that much it's thinking it's as dangerous as the lions and bears like stepping out of your comfort zone equivalent to like stepping out of your cave you could actually die yeah it's this all the same chemicals and emotions sort of like run through your body when you realize that and it's like oh I might not die (laughs) maybe people rather than like what will people think of me it's like what if people love this yeah Then you know and like the energy that you then channel into this project that you have you know like with your membership say Mm. you know what will people think what if everyone thinks it's a rip off versus what if this could change somebody's life what if this could really improve somebody's mental health what if this changes the way people believe about themselves the the difference that you will put into like the website copy showing Mm. up to promote it it will be so different that then the end result becomes different too yeah it's just so fascinating
0: it's like you'll be a bit more kind of bold with it probably because you can start to think about the positive effect it could have for people um and while you were talking actually I was thinking about um Elizabeth Gilbert in her big magic book that idea of yeah I love it third time reading it I think (laughs) having failure like along for the ride and kind of it's it can be there but it's not allowed to drive like you know it might try and make suggestions but like it's never allowed to drive it's like creativity and yeah all that meant to be driving but it's like it's always going to be there and I think sometimes it's kind of getting comfortable with it and kind of say okay that's that but being a bit rational and using those kind of self-belief tools to help you actually do the thing and make the amazing changes for people yeah 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 Yeah. um one other thing I really love about you is your social media presence your Instagram presence (laughs) I think because you just seem to have so much fun with it that's what comes across a lot is you know like the memes and the reels it's all so much fun and also as well it really feels like you've got a nice community around you you know from the self-belief sessions and from your other courses as well do you feel like social media can be that positive community or do you think it's kind of something that people forget sometimes
1: yeah well I went to a networking event which is actually where I met Sophie funnily enough and um somebody asked the question how do you know who to follow so you know people are following you and then Hmm. how do you know who to follow back and she replied going if you want to if if you want to follow them you follow them back and it's almost like you really understand the question because she had she was so confident in her social Mm. media and I was like of course (laughs) (laughs) this was like uh mind-blowing to me this piece of advice like I follow the people who I want to follow back not the people that feel like I should follow back or am, you know out of like feel indebted to them because they no, I take a look at their page. If I find it useful, beneficial, inspiring, entertaining, whatever it might be, then I will follow them. But yeah. If I don't feel like it's going to add any value to my life, I won't necessarily follow them back. And so it's all around like what you want it to be. Yeah. In India. And I said to Kieran the other day, um, I like my boyfriend, I said, oh, I met this girl. She's so nice. She's so nice. And he goes, you say that about everyone. <laughs> I'm like but they are and you know that law of attraction I do believe that what you put out is what you attract you know the like mm. for like if I'm putting out there that I do take social media seriously with my business you know without sounding calculating there is always an agenda to what I'm <laughs> yeah. doing you know if, if at the moment I'm talking to people who are fashion brands who are pre-launch so every part of my content is centered around that overarching message because until I launch what I'm doing for those people, they're the people that need to hear me. Yeah, But that's not to say that you, if you have an agenda, it's that it can't still be fun.
0: Yeah,
1: And um, I rang one of my friends last year. She's called Lucy Hitchcock at Sassy Digital. And I said, my account is just like dying on its <laughs> ass. I don't know what to do what do you suggest? And she said, um, try posting at different times of the day. Mm. Try posting from, um, I can't remember what she said. It was like from a point of like not caring, basically Lucy is like master at not caring. And so (laughs) I said, okay, no, I I will give that a go. I probably have been taking it a bit too seriously. I'm Mm. trying to create things that will do well yeah rather than creating things that I want to create and that I know what well, people will love and because I love it and she said also try memes because you know <laughs> why the meme accounts always have millions of followers that you know it's very rare that a meme account is rubbish you know yeah. unless it you just don't align with that <laughs> sense of humor but they're always doing well and why is that is because they're very relatable they talk about quite important issues sometimes but in a really fun way so mm. it's still it no joke the second I started all of these tips that she gave me say it took me five years to get to 5,000 followers it took me one extra year to get to 10 (laughs) (laughs) and it was it was silly you know like it was and I do think there is traction and there's momentum Mm. and all of that sort of thing does take time to build up But I also think once I did relax and just start enjoying it and start posting the things that I love and would, I knew would resonate with people Mm. that they relate to rather than what can I do that I think will do well. Yeah. It really It's like that having
0: a sense of kind of playfulness a bit with it as well and kind of seeing what works and not taking it too seriously because I think... Some accounts, I find actually when accounts are almost too polished, they really like it puts me off a little
1: bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, my like formula, I guess, to create being authentic. Is you create the content that you enjoy yourself? Mm. so you know, get a pen and paper. who's at the top of your feed? who's at the front of your stories all the time? And if you were then to analyze that, what does it mean? So whether it's that it's they they're funny, like a lot of the people that I started following, I was like, what do they all have in common? They all dance <laughs> um they all have they all talk about their pets. they all um you know, they talk about the mundaneness of life. probably. Yeah. And I was like, Okay, so then why am I not doing that? I'm scared of dancing, because I'm worried what my old boss will think of me that still <laughs> follows me. Why am I not sharing like a little bit more of my personal life mundane, because I'm worried people think it's boring. But It's like, but I don't find it boring. I mm. don't judge those people for dancing. I love all of that stuff. And so but to do, to create the content that you enjoy, I think is actually very difficult because it's always a little bit uncomfortable.
0: Yeah.
1: But then to create something that makes you, not I don't want it to be like you're doing something that's out of alignment for you. Mm. It's that you want to do it on some level. It's yeah. just feels a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um, so, and I think when you start doing that, that is when you're at your most authentic.
0: Yeah. And that's when you start, Connecting with people and kind of cultivating yes. a bit more that community of people who think similarly and who like the things that you do. And I think that's when the magic can happen and it doesn't feel yeah. so much like a chore
1: to post. yeah I agree. Yeah. yeah. And then you look forward to going on it rather than thinking, oh crap, you know, like not posted mm. anything, sort of fumbling around on Canva, piecing something together. Nothing good ever comes from that energy and no. without getting like too woo woo. <laughs> if you are posting something that you feel because you feel like you have to or because you've had a bad day and you're not got round to it it will die anyway it mm. will just bomb there's no point
0: no. um
1: and so it's more
0: valuable to it. give yourself some rest and yeah come from a better place later
1: yeah definitely and I was always posting at like 8 p.m but sometimes I had an idea at like nine AM and so then I'd have to wait and it was like the energy had fizzled out by then. And so that's the other thing that I started doing was just posting when I felt like it rather than like when the time was right. And you know, to an extent you wouldn't post at like two in the morning (laughs) because I unless you've got a really big sort of American audience maybe. But um I think within reason I was posting when I wanted to you know if I had I had an amazing conversation with somebody I would just go live there and then to talk about it and I'm thinking oh I'll plan it in schedule it create an invite put a countdown timer on I was like just bash it out yeah do it there and then and it has a whole different energy attached to it
0: definitely oh well it's been lovely to chat to you I guess we should round off um so I'd love to end with asking you about any creative or productive projects that you're feeling excited about whether that's in your business or just in your life
1: yeah both (laughs) (laughs) so I'll do the work one first so I'm working on a group coaching program for fashion brands who are pre-launch yes um And I wanted to put them all together in a group because everyone has the same questions pre-launch and I was like, you can all learn from each other and I want you to all learn from each other rather than just hearing it from me um, Mm. again, you know, (laughs) Uh, so um, I'm working on that which I'm going to be running for 10 weeks throughout spring and also I when I mentioned Lucy Hitchcock earlier, we're planning on doing something together. That's like how to plan for a launch. Mm. So a masterclass that's going to be happening in May. I don't know when this goes live, but that will be around. April. I hope. Oh, great. So that's just a <laughs> time. And, uh, Personally, I've really got back into all the things that I loved doing when I was little. So, like cross stitch, crafting, yes. um, I tried needle punching. I've tried um you're also crocheting like me. I'm starting to crochet <laughs> I've tried to learn crochet four times as I've uh, grown up probably more yeah. and failed every single time and so I oh I did a Bargello workshop which is oh, almost yeah. like geoma- geometric tapestry so oh. she was called um Narissa at the Bargello ad- edit. And whilst we were doing that, we were talking about crochet and she said, oh, there's this a girl called Zoe at too cute to quit on Instagram. Mm. And it's for people who are like literally ready to give up. And I was like, <laughs> I'm ready to give up with crochet. And like, and she will teach you any, anybody. Like she refuses oh, wow. to let somebody like give up with it. So yeah, did one session, learned how to crochet. She's a oh, dream.
0: So Amazing.
1: And and yes.
0: Lovely. Well, um, I will put all your links and everything in the description but you're i mean at elizabeth styles uk is that right that's it yeah so i'll put all the links and um everything anything that's coming up that's exciting with you but it's been lovely to chat to you finally got a chance to talk one-to-one four years
1: later (laughs) maybe five yeah (laughs) never for sure yeah exactly
0: thanks so much elizabeth bye Thank you so much again, Elizabeth, for being on the podcast. It was so good to finally sit down and chat with you. I'll put Elizabeth's links in the description below, so make sure you're following her, especially on Instagram. She really does post some great memes. Even if you're not looking to start a fashion brand, I highly recommend you follow her. Another reminder that I'm taking clarity calls for my new mentoring packages from today, and I'll put the links for that in the description as well as my Instagram, of course. Make sure you're following me there. I've got lots of great content coming all about the mentoring process so if you're interested in working with me one-to-one I think it's one of the best ways for you to get a little bit more clarity because I'll be sharing a lot about how I work with clients and my processes and my values and my beliefs around productivity. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did please like, rate, subscribe, whatever you do. Let me know how you enjoyed it, how you enjoyed it, if you enjoyed it tag me on Instagram and all that lovely stuff. I really love hearing your feedback and it really helps me get through the editing process, which uh, can be quite tedious, but fun. Anyway, I'll leave you now. It's been a good meaty episode, but all that's left to say is to have a wonderful, creative, productive day.